Well, I wasn't supposed to be here today. <laughs> it's supposed to be a day off. But I got a great question on SpeakPipe up at the top of the Fun Astrology podcast, and it was perfect for this weekend format, and it is something that touches my heart more than anything, probably in astrology. So let's dive in and let's tackle this. Here is the question. Hi, Thomas. This is Tiffany. I wanted to thank you for everything you've been doing. I love your podcast. I've been looking into the so-called midlife crisis transits, and I'm in the generation that's currently going through the Pluto square Pluto and Neptune square Neptune. So Pluto wants me to transform my life and find meaning, but Neptune is making everything confusing. How do we muddle through this energy and make sense of things before we hit the Uranus opposition? Thanks. Well, the thanks is to you, Tiffany, not only for a great question, but thank you for listening. Thank you, all of you, for listening. And if you'd like to leave a message just like that, go to the top of the funastrology.com website, and the orange button is right there, just real easy. And as I've said before, you don't have to leave your name or your email. Just put it in there and go. Now, let's talk about first why I love this, and it is such to me an underscore of why there is planetary guidance through our lives, because what we're about to embark upon is a journey through our lives that every human being on the planet is guided by these same planetary aspects as we move through our life. It begins first, we're going to pick up the story around age 21, when the progressed moon returns to its original place in the chart, and we're going to go all the way up through the age of 88 when we have, if we are so lucky, our third Saturn return. These passages were all dealt with beautifully by Steve Forrest in the Elements series. You guys know that I narrated these as audiobooks for Steve, the complete set. Steve walks through every planet and in within the context of the elements, fire, earth, air, and water. And that was the progression of the series. Fire was first, water was last. It is a tremendous resource. So whether you get the printed or the audio or both, you'll learn astrology from this set. Now, save some room because I'm going to tell you this. I am starting to work already on what will be the Fun Astrology 101 class. <laughs> I've got it figured out, gang. I just have to put it together. So there is going to be a full-on video course of learning astrology. And I'll tell you, this you will get it. You will understand astrology when you go through this. And I'm in the launch process of that now, and just know that it's coming as well. And this will be a part of it, but it's going to have to be kind of like this podcast, a skeletal part, because this is like we could do an hour episode on every one of these things that we're going to talk about. Now, why this is so significant is that our lives are literally guided through these major intersection points that the planets hit, like Tiffany was saying. Great job, Tiffany, on studying astrology. You've got it going. But just imagine that our entire lives are governed by these points, these significant seasons of our life. And how you really live your chart is you have wise parents who teach you that at age 21, you're going to hit a particular season. So if you live your life anticipating these intersection points, 
and you understand your chart, and I'll help you get there with that 101 course, I promise this will be a part of the objective of this, is to get you prepared for these various intersections. In fact, what, that's the approach that I'm going to take from it, is it's going to be not only how do you, you know, what is Mars, what is Mercury, but it's going to be how do you move through the soul journey, cooperating with and working with these various points. All right, let's do this. Let me do a big overview. This is a lot to take in. There will be a transcription of this in the blog on funastrology.com if you'd like to see it and read it. I don't edit these. It comes right out of a computer-generated transcription, but <laughs> you'll get, it's here's what the transcription will be like. It's like getting a text from me. It's going to have typos in it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't type on the phone. So just laugh and read around it. <laughs> this will also be in the show notes. So if you can drill down and find the notes of this episode, this podcast episode, a chronology is in there as well. Now, before we launch into this planetary guidance through our lives, let's talk about who the players are. So the first one is the progressed moon. Now, this gets into progressed charts. We don't talk about that a lot on the podcast. But the progressed moon is when in the, pro in the regular progression chart, the moon returns all the way around. That happens first at age 21. Then we hop over to the slower moving planets. Because remember, let's take Jupiter as kind of the marker. Jupiter basically orbits in one year, almost like the sun. Everything closer to the sun is faster than that. So astrological planets, that would be Venus, Mars, Mercury, the moon, and the sun itself. So from these major life themes that we're talking about, we don't count them. So we pick up with Saturn, and then Uranus, and then Pluto. And also Chiron. We're going to talk about Chiron's return at age 52. Now, the other little variable, this is a lot of groundwork. See, this is not an easy question. This is not a weekday, you know, try to keep these episodes short so you can get on about your day kind of question. This one has to soak. But these times that I'm going to tell you, these age ranges, depend on when you were born because the planets move at different speeds through the year. And that's all we'll go into right now. Just know that sometimes they're moving faster, sometimes they're moving slower, and sometimes they are in retrograde. And that affects whether these are going to be exactly what I'm going to say, or but this is where you need to know your chart, because these will hit around these date times, but not exactly. Okay. Now, what we're talking about is taking your natal chart, except for the one exception that we'll talk about, and that's the progressed lunar return. But basically, we're coming back to your natal chart, and then we start to move these planets. So when are these slower-moving planets, the theme builders in our lives, aspecting themselves through our life? And don't let aspects scare you. It's just, you know, is it... Is it a quarter? Is it opposite? Or has it come back home? That's all we're really going to talk about. Is it in a square? Is it at a quarter? Is it on the other side? Is it in opposition? Or has it come back around and it's right where it was when you were born? Now, at age 21, we have the first half of exactly what Tiffany was asking. Because at age 21, Uranus is in what's called a waxing square. So it's 
moved one quarter of the way around the chart from when you were born. And Saturn is in a waning square, so it has moved three quarters of the way around from when you were born. That happens at 21, of course, when you know everything. <laughs> You'll see by this how all this screws together that you don't know squat. <laughs> You're just getting started, my friend. Now, like I said, we could camp right here for an hour. I'm not going to. I'm going to move on. Just know that that happens, and there are very significant things and pictures that we would paint with both of these. Steve covers Saturn in the book of Earth and Uranus in the book of Air. He writes whole chapters on these themes. Now, that happens at age around 21. Now, the next event is around 27, 28. It's actually... Two years and two months, 26 months prior to our first Saturn return is when we hit this progressed lunar return. So now we're hopping off of the natal chart. The only time we hop off the natal chart right here and we go to the progressed chart because for the first time, our progressed moon has come all the way around back to its original position. Then... At 29 and a half, about, we have our first Saturn return. Those two work very well together because the progressed moon sets up our first Saturn return. And it's kind of interesting because the generation that I grew up in and the music of the 60s and 70s, a lot of those rock stars died young. And you know that they died around their progressed lunar returns. It's like they came in, they made their mark quickly, and they exited. They didn't even get to their first Saturn return. See, Saturn returns are portals. But again, if you want a, just a great thesis on this, you would get the Book of Earth for Saturn and the Book of Water for the lunar. And what, <laughs> what he points out is so beautiful, that the lunar return in metaphysical terms is us creating as a young person, as an ambitious, wide-eyed Earth as an oyster kind of perspective, you create what you want to be. You create what mark you want to leave on the world. And then at the first Saturn return at 29 and a half, you step through that portal from childhood and your 20s into adulthood. So what we created, Lunar, we start to fulfill as adults Saturn. It's really cool. So 29 and a half, first Saturn return. Then we come up into this age bracket that broadly is the midlife years. So broadly 35 to 45. This is Tiffany's question. Because at around age 42, Uranus is in opposition to where it was when we were born. And ahead of that, as she is expressing, Pluto squares itself in that waxing square, the very first square and Neptune squares as well, all right? Then we'll come back to this to drill down on it, but then we have the Uranus opposition at around age 42. Then at 52, Chiron returns to its original place in our chart, the wounded healer. So it's like as we go through, as she said, the midlife crisis. So we've stepped into our adult years. Saturn gives us the structure. Uranus gives us the individuality. Pluto transforms those things along the way, as she was saying. 
Neptune plugs us into our spiritual purpose. And then we come to the Chiron return because along the way we've had some wounds. We've had some scars. My grandfather, back in the 70s, back in the 1970s, I remember my grandfather saying that for him, life really began in his 50s. Now, he was born around the turn of the last century, so keep in mind this is talking about some time ago. But in his experience, and what did he experience? Well, in his 20s, there was the first pandemic, the one that was 100 years ago, the Spanish flu pandemic. And then also World War One, and then World War Two, and then the Korean War, and then an assassinated U.S. president, and then the Vietnam War. You know, I mean, this guy, this was his life, these themes, right? And he said for him, life really began in the 50s. Chiron return. You've heard the term no pain, no gain. You've had some pain. Now it's time for some gain. You have perspective. And then at around age 59 is the second Saturn return, another portal. I love how Steve Forrest says this. Only Steve could say this, that your second Saturn return, remember, it sets things up. The first Saturn return, the portal from youth and childhood into adulthood. Now, at just before age 60, we have a portal between adulthood. And as he says, whether we're setting up to be an old grump or whether we're setting up to be a really cool old person. (laughs) I love that. I choose B. I choose B. All right. And then if we're so lucky, we have the Uranus return at age 84, where Uranus comes all the way around to where it was when we were born. And then at 88, we have the third Saturn return, and that's the passage from being a really cool old person, to basically our transition. We're looking next at our transition. And we're looking back and we're asking, did I live my chart? Did I live my life well? Or do I have a bunch of regrets? Now let's pull it back to Tiffany's question because a lot of you are in this age bracket. So the first event in this midlife crisis alignment that she's asking about is the Pluto square. So Pluto is in this waxing square. So in other words, it's one quarter of the way around the chart from when you were born. And that hits in your later 30s, let's say broadly 36 to 39. Pluto has a very erratic orbit, so it could be a broad range. So late 30s, Pluto squares. And as I play this out in the recollections of my own mind, Boy, I'll tell you, and I was not living consciously back then, folks. My life, it transformed in my late 40s. So see, my spiritual path was to have to go through all of this unconsciously, and then in anticipation of the Chiron return, it was like, okay, the wounds are complete. Now it's time to wake up and live a different kind of approach to life. That's all chronicled in the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. This is when I went through my first divorce, right on the Pluto square. Now, again, through the lens of astrology, I've been able to understand my own life. This is what it took for me in that unconscious environment to wake up. In fact, I didn't wake up after the first divorce. It took me another lap around. I mean, I'm thick-headed son of a gun. But yes, the universe used these thematic cycles to accomplish exactly what my own soul's journey was. And will you too? Now, let's remember, there are two sides to Pluto. 
So you don't ever want to look at one side. So don't think that just because you're in your late 30s that some anvil is going to drop out of the heavens and completely screw up your life because there are two sides. So if you're living unconsciously and if you're resisting your soul's path and if you're fighting against or wandering off in the pasture somewhere lost, yes, Pluto will have to use a heavy hand in order to get your attention. It can do that. But what's the other side? Power. And we could say deep probing insights into the depths of your psyche. Pluto, in a conscious state like Tiffany is, can let you get to the bottom of things. So look, you can, Tiffany, you can clean everything out in your Pluto square and get ready for a mega dynamic second half to your life. Use Pluto to completely pull everything up by the roots, but do it voluntarily because if you're on it, if you're already ahead of it, then you'll be doing and anticipating the work. To me, at looking back on all of this and the themes of my own life, the key word is resistance. When you're resisting things, the universe has to align all of this stuff <laughs> to get your attention. When you're not resisting and you're living your chart and you're looking for ways that you can change and transform, then it will come alongside you and help you. Now, Keep in mind that the kissing cousin of resistance is blindness. In other words, turning an eye that you just don't want to look at something. So this is really about filleting everything out. You're kind of at that midpoint. The life expectancy in the United States is just under 80 years. So here you are at about the halfway mark. So how has it been? How have you done? Work with that energy. Go probe deeply and don't be afraid. Remember Pluto too, the Lord of the Underworld. Don't be afraid to look into any dark corner. Almost like a feeling of stopping for a couple of years, not literally, but you know what I'm saying, consciously from on our path, and just dealing with anything that needs to be dealt with and being willing to make some changes Maybe there are some things that need to, to change at that phase. And you know it, you know it, but you're afraid to do it. See, there's the resistance. That's how subtle resistance can be. You know something needs to be done, but you're just afraid to do it. Afraid of the outcomes. Now, the other thing about this is synchronicities. Let's bring synchronicities back into this because the universe will give you opportunities. Gently see what you do with them. And then has to come in a little stronger if you don't take the bait, so to speak. This would be a really good time, period. I'm talking this whole midlife decade. That you journal a lot. That you really get keen to synchronicities. What is life trying to offer you? What is life trying to bring your way? What did you miss? If you missed it, don't worry about it. Wait for the second one to come around. It will. You'll get another opportunity. So you can almost surf the synchronicities. That's a great thing to keep in mind. Even if you didn't do a deep dive into astrology and pick apart the nuances of your chart, surf the synchronicities. Just dance with the universe through this time. I'm going to say this a little bit in a confusing way, but I think it gets the point across. Hold on less tightly. 
And the reason I said that instead of more loosely is because I wanted you to get less tightly, loosen your grip. In fact, being one who can look back on this from the phase of life with some added consciousness to it is what you've been through in the first part that we discussed is you know it all. You've got it figured out already, right? You have the brashness of youth. Then you get into the midlife crisis and the universe is trying to really redirect your soul during this time. This is the time of some major soul work. But what we do is we still have some of that residual youth brashness that we're gripping things that by the time you get up on my end of the spectrum, so when you hit your second Saturn return and you're headed toward your Uranus return, you don't give a damn. You look at it, you look back at those things that you held so tightly back then and you just go, why did I do that? So it's better to learn to loosen that grip now. Don't approach this with fear. The universe is trying to grow your soul in beautiful ways. That's the objective. What it has to do is get our freaking attention. That's why on this path through life, we have the universe is saying, and during this period of time, during these years, it's looking back saying, I'll help you resolve your youth. <laughs> Basically, like, no, it's been tough. It's hard to grow up. Now you're here. Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, thematic builders. Let's work through these issues. And then we're going to set you up. And how you do it is how you will approach your elder years. Now, somewhere around 42 is the Uranus opposition. This would be the midpoint. This would be the holy cow that went fast. And you realize it's going to go a lot faster. Bob Seger was my generation of music, and he had a line in a song. The song was titled Like a Rock. And the line said, 20 years, where'd they go? 20 years, I don't know. That's the Uranus opposition. You wake up one day and you realize, ah, (laughs) it's half over. This is a call to focus on you. Again, Uranus, out of the blue, changes. But the reason that Uranus was assigned to the sign Aquarius is because it is all about you. Don't tell me what to do. This is where you build a little cocoon around your life and you say, I have got to work on me here a little bit. Interesting paradox because this is about the busiest time of your life. Your career is flying. Your home and family is buzzing. It's like all of the various needs and demands of modern life are encroaching on you. And Uranus is standing there saying, you have to deal with you. Don't look out, look in. That's a very brief wisp of a look at the conscious perspective. But what also happens at 42? Men run off with their 20-something-year-old secretaries. Sometimes they go out and buy that sports car. Sometimes they just walk away from their families. Women fantasize about somebody that they might be talking to online on the side. There are various ways that these are expressed for both men and women. But also keep in mind that one, modern society is putting more pressure on these years. And number two... Almost just like in your teenage years, hormones are changing. 
you don't understand it now, <laughs> but wait until you get up into my age. <laughs> You'll understand. Oh my, things start, the body starts to change. So the Uranus opposition gives us a chance to go crazy one last time. Or if we're living consciously, what do I need to change in order to live the rest of my life to its fullest? I just opened for take a quick look at the astrology Bible that I like to just keep on hand for quick reference by Judy Hall. I keep it in the booth here with me. And under Uranus, it's the awakener. Tiffany, you are trying to live consciously. This is the time not to be afraid, but to step into how can I be fully conscious, fully present, take a little bit of space to say I've been giving these last two decades to everybody else. Now I need a little me time to focus on who I am going to be for the second half of the game. And then, as she said, the last event is the Neptune square. And yes, you're right. This is, again, around 42, 43, maybe even as late as 44, depending on, again, when you were born and retrogrades. But yes, this is a time, it can be a time of confusion. Again, I, I go back and I look at this sequence. First divorce, Pluto square, Neptune square, I wasn't thinking clearly. I got to tell you, this is where it's so important to live consciously. I made some dumb decisions during that time. And here's where I think you can play this because Neptune also gives you insight. So as I look back on that, embedded in there, if I had been living consciously, would have been the seeds and the synchronicities of what to do along a more conscious path. But look, I've gotten okay that I had to go through this stuff and it got built into my story. I mean, it became the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. And had I not gone through all of that, I wouldn't be able to connect with people who are also going through that struggle. So the one thing from my life's message is it's never too old to change, number one. And right after the Neptune square, for me, came the new consciousness, the new way of doing things, the new life. So what I would do, here's one way I would play the Neptune square. Rather than looking at it as confusion, realize that confusion is possible. See, I have Neptune and my sun are exactly the same degree in Scorpio. That's a hard aspect to live with, I can tell you. So what I've done is surrounded myself with wise people who I don't mind asking for their advice. And I tell them up front, especially if they understand my journey in astrology, that I'm experiencing some Neptune fog right now. I need some clarity and I ask for opinions, and I have a little mini board of directors around me of people that I call on for advice, and they are wise, successful, practical. You know, go find you some earth signs if you're a good water sign. Find a Virgo or a Capricorn. Get a Gemini to give you both perspectives, but put a virtual board of directors together for yourself to help launch you in. People who are a little older, a little more experienced, and who get conscious living. Just approach them and say, hey, look, I'm in this phase of life. I want to really do it as best I can. And uh, there are some things that I might not see as clearly right through here. And would you mind if we touched base on some of these important key life issues? And I just would appreciate your advice. 
Now, the other thing, let's go to the polar opposite, because the other thing that could be in there right now is heightened and amplified spiritual attunement, perception, intuition. You might go through a period where you just have all the answers inside and it's wide open. So don't think that the shadowy side of the lack of clarity is going to dominate this period. It might be there, offset it with wise guidance, but also use this time to really do the spiritual practices of tuning in because the universe is trying to align your compass. Do you see now how that Pluto is going to pull the roots out of the garden? Uranus is saying, it's me time. I need to use this time to reestablish myself for the second half. And then Neptune comes in and says, here's the way. It's a still, small voice. And if you're running around like a chicken in the front yard with its head cut off because of life's demands during this period, you're not going to get it. You're not going to hear it. So really, they all fit together, Tiffany, because Pluto will show you what needs to be transformed. Uranus is calling you into be true to yourself, and Neptune will in a very soft whisper. Oh, I can't do that for the transcription, sorry. In a very soft whisper, <laughs> in a very soft whisper, Neptune will show you the way. Now, if you get that wrong, or if you're on the opposite side like I was, then Pluto will knock the bejesus out of you. Be funny to see how the transcription handles that one. Uranus, you'll have your midlife crisis. You'll up and just do something crazy. And then Neptune, you won't be able to see your way out of a paper bag. You will make one dumb decision after another. You've seen it happen. You know what I'm talking about. So there's the shadow, and then there's the conscious way of doing this. So then when you hit your 50s, Chiron comes along and says, let's take another way of looking at these wounds. There's a different path. And then when you enter your 60s, depending on how you've done with that, you'll either be a really cool old person or somebody that nobody wants to be around. Well, there is the longest probably ever fun astrology podcast. But boy, that is the cycle of life and how the planets lead and guide. Tiffany, I love you. Thank you for that question. You guys take care. I'll see you back on Monday. Bye-bye.